are listening to Conscious as a Mother. I'm Carson. I'm Prim. Join us as we bring unfiltered conversations as a catalyst for connection in these isolating times. So whether you're a plant mom, dog mom, a mom to humans, or not a mom at all, these conversations are for you. And we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. I've been watching oh a lot of The Crown. Here she is. So my mom loves it. It's so good. So it's so good. My favorite thing is when Queen Elizabeth. I mean, everyone does. My favorite thing is when Queen Elizabeth II says, "Whatever for? Whatever for? I don't even know." <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! It's. I didn't think I would like it, but after watching the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah. Right. I was like, I have to watch yeah. The Crown. And now everything makes sense. I'm like, oh my God. It's cr- it's a crazy insular world they live in. It's- I feel like we tried to watch the first episode and it was boring. But obviously, if you've been listening for any amount of time, that's just how I- it takes a lot to grab me in. you got to have like a thick plot point. You've got to have yeah. like something about to drag me in real right quick. Right out of the gates. Otherwise, I'm gone. Speaking yeah. of TV... Yeah, oh, someone's trying to break into this room. But speaking of TV, last night I watched Grey's Anatomy episode, and it was the one about like Teddy's whole situation. Oh yeah, and for like I've been so out of the loop with with Grey's Anatomy. I have like every time I've watched it, I have like been on my phone. I've really honestly not been super. Uh, so I'm not giving away anything. I'm just saying, like, I've just been, like, for a long time now. It's like I just watch it because I've been watching it since I was literally 11. So it's like now I'm just watching it mm-hmm. because it's a part of me. It's a part of who I am now. Totally. Um, but this episode yeah. with Teddy was, like, it was just directed completely different and just had a completely different vibe. And I was, like, very sucked into that episode. So it was, like, I, an isolated episode. But that's that's where my head's at with TV. I got to be, like, sucked in. Can't look away. And the crown did not do that for me. <laughs> no, the crown is slow to build. I would I say like the first two episodes, then you're like, okay, I can party. <laughs> like Bridgerton? No, yeah. I couldn't get into Bridgerton. I, and I love Shonda, but I was just like, what the heck? This is so snooze. And I know people love it for the sex, and they love it for, right? You know, they love it for some like I think there's like body representation in it. I honestly, I I don't really know, so don't quote me, but. Uh, I only have a podcast where I, I share my opinions. <laughs> but I think that I think that people there are reasons that people love it. But uh, yeah, that first episode didn't get me, and I was just like, "Nope, pass." Do you know how many first episodes this girl has watched of just everything? <laughs> You've seen all the pilots of all the shows. Yeah, I watch a lot of pilots. <laughs> That's my job, my new job, new career path. <laughs> I should be a net network exec. Uh. This is gonna crash. Don't well the shows that I like like they're all pretty they're all pretty popular it's not like I like obscure things it's not my vibe either weird Aquarius mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> that'll never die we're gonna keep it going <laughs> that'll never die yeah that's our new thing but we haven't really ca- ca- caught up catched that would be dumb okay caught catched up, up. catched catch up. up lately uh. So, yeah, I just got back from Texas. We went to a Texas trip. Yeah. Ironically, the day after we get back, we got our vaccines. So, yesterday. Mm-hmm. We would have obviously preferred to get them before. But, luckily, 
you know, we, we were very safe and everyone on my side of the family is vaccinated and all my friends that I saw are vaccinated. And I know there's still some like, you know, guidelines about like wearing masks around each other or blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, uh, I mean, when, once you're already vaccinated is what I'm trying to say, duh, wear masks if you're not vaccinated. But, uh, so I was feeling good about that. Um, and yeah, we just needed to like check in. Colin's mom has been really sick. We're just like checking in with them and like making sure we got like a good visit when she's doing good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what we did. And we also saw my family we stayed with my family and yeah, it was just nice. I haven't been to Texas in over, no, I haven't been to Texas in three years. So it was a big deal to go. And the road trip was actually, it was really fine. I hate road trips. I hate them. I hate the way that they Mm. make my butt fall asleep. I hate like just being in the sun. (laughs) Like, you know, I like to drive. I don't like to be a passenger. I can't really sleep in the car. I hate being a passenger. Uh I get so sicky. I would rather drive for 12 hours than have to sit there. Right. I will throw up. Right. I can't sleep. Like, I'm useless if I'm not driving. So I like to drive. Honestly, does that surprise anyone (laughs) hearing that Prim and I don't like to be in the passenger seat? We're in the driver's seat always. We're always in the driver's seat of our lives. Uh. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's the worst. But uh, I'm not like a particularly fast driver either. I mean, I do a little speedy speed sometimes if it's like, if the speed limit's 75, maybe I should just go in 80. Maybe just a little bit, breaking the law. Um... (laughs) Am I allowed to admit that? You're just as she just looked at me. That was the face. Oh, I'm I'm a full blown speeder. I want to. I'm like zip zip. Like oh, it's sixty. I'm gonna go eighty. <laughs> like, is there? Is it? Can I safely move mm-hmm. around everyone and go as fast as possible? Yes, yes, I will. That's the Houston. I think that's the Houstonian mm-hmm. in me. Like, if anyone has ever driven on the freeway system in Houston. You know what it feels like to just want to be like, shoop, shoop, zip it, shoop, shoop, zip shoop, around. Here I go. Yeah. Colin's yeah. more of a zipper than than I am. I'm like definitely like if I'm passing someone, I'm instantly back in the right-hand lane. It's like I'm going to go around you and then I'm going to hop back over. And he's like, I'm going to drive in the left for a while. I'm going to zip it, zip it, doo And I'm like, That's I'm me. just going to go That's around me. and get back in and go around and get back in. But the road trip was fine. I honestly was very impressed by my kids who, like, have never – we have a tablet. We were gifted one, like, just one of those Amazon ones, and they, like, never used it. And it was, like, it played TV the whole time. We played Frozen 1, Frozen 2, Moana, Over the Moon, and, like, a few other things, but, like, just movies. And so I just got to, like, belt, uh-huh. belt all the songs. Like, that was kind of what I was doing because we tried to listen to podcasts, but it was honestly just too loud. Like, you're just competing with the kids. Uh-huh. They had their own Bluetooth speaker so that they could hear over the rumble of the road. It was just – it was – it yeah. was we had a flow. It was nice. Lots of snacks were flowing. You know, it was fun. But uh, I don't like road trips other than – that was a, probably a perfect case scenario. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about, like – should we drive to Texas for the summer? But it would be like twice. Isn't as it like long sixteen hours? It was for you. It's a, a day and an hour. Mm-mm. It's twenty five hours driving. <laughs> Philip did it in two. No one wants to Philip do that. did it like two days. I know. And if you put kids in the mix, like, and I think even if we had it, like, even if we did a tablet situation, I don't know, man. I think they would still like we would have to stop so frequently for like potty and walking know, yeah. and like food. Like, it would take us, like, four days to get there. Yeah. And then we'd want to stay there for, like, it would be, like, a, a whole thing. That doesn't sound fun. And then flying there would be, like, 
three thousand dollars. So. No, it's all just so. I it's don't all know. Whack. Yeah, we. So the, on the way there, I was just so nervous about just everything because we had never taken uh, them on an actual road trip. Like we've driven like four hours to my mom's house, and that felt like a lot. And that was always that has always gone poorly. That's always been like tears, and everyone's freaking out. And that's even with me stopping mm. once, you know, to go do the potty stuff with Phoenix. And, like, I'd wear sage. And it was just, like, because I've done it alone. But this time I had Colin mm. and stuff. And, like, I planned the trip around uh, playgrounds. So I, like, community centers. So, like, the first stop was Memphis. And that was the longest stretch that we were going to have to drive. So that was three and a half hours. And we stopped at, in Memphis at a playground. And we had 30 minutes allotted for that playground. And then we hopped back in the car and drove two and a half hours to Little Rock. And then 30 minutes allotted at the playground there. And then hopped back in the car. And we drove two hours and five minutes to Texarkana at a playground. I allotted 30 minutes for that. And then... And then two hours and another five minutes to Tyler. And then obviously we were just out. But yeah, and so that total brought the total from instead of nine and a half hours, it was more like 12, like 11 and a half. Or, but it was, yeah. it was fine. It was honestly worth it. We left at 5.30. We got there at just before 5 p.m. So I feel like that was worth it for my kids. They like never really complained. So honestly, highly recommend doing that. It took a, like a little bit of legwork on my end to like find like a nice playground that like, you know, wasn't uh-huh. like hidden away in the woods or something. It was like in a common area so I could like see where I was because I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know these cities. Um, and then of course we got gas during those 30 minutes. We were allowed to get gas and eat and go potty. And there was, I peed in a cup at one point because I could, there was like the, the bathrooms at the playgrounds were closed because of COVID. So I was like hopped in the car and like mm-hmm. squatted and peed into a freaking cup like a monster, but it worked. I would probably do the same thing. Sweet relief, man. I feel, you feel, feel more alive learning something new. It's like, I would, I just, look at me. I did something. I would have peed outside, but it was just like a playground. That's just, that's indecent exposure. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's murky. That's murky that's waters. Murky waters. I don't want do a that. ticket. I don't want yeah. the cre- a creepy ticket. So that's the story. <laughs> Um. You know, it's. I don't know why it, it like half surprises me that you're an itinerary person, and then half doesn't surprise me. But I'm really not an itinerary person. I think for a, a long drive like this, especially with kids, I would want to be prepared about like where we were gonna stop. But the playground thing is a really genius idea. Now I'm like, maybe I could do Texas. Honestly, I got to run around because I get like, you know, I get anxious and anxiety, and like, yeah, I, like honestly, like movement is just huge for me to even just feel like my brain is functioning a little bit better like a little bit more normal mm-hmm. um so just being able to like run a few laps around like the playground with phoenix and chase him and honestly encourage him to move because otherwise i knew he would probably get anxious more anxious in the car and it was it was good it all right. worked out and i but on our way back I, I will say we didn't do any of that on our way back i was just like super motivated to just like just like get home get home yeah so yeah. our first stretch was like four and a half hours and then mm-hmm. i swear it's time and space what, are, what, are, yeah, what even totally. is it? Speaking of what is time and space, I dropped my phone again. Oh, there I go. Speaking of what is time and space, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Eventually, we are going to talk about spirituality. Spirituality. Ding. <laughs> and 
unseen. No. I'm going to put you right here. I'm going to put her in a safe spot, you guys. I don't know if we've edited out the phone falling, but hopefully, because I'm sure I can see it as a big spike on the audio. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, crazy. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. So we have no structure for this episode. We are recording midday, which we typically record bright and early. So that's hence our like already alertness. We're just just chatty, chatty, McChadsters. Mm -hmm. But it's nice. I mean, people. We also haven't talked, Carson. And like, I know. you and I haven't even really had much chance of a ha- to have a conversation in the past, like, week or so. So this is also, like, our catch-up. I know. And people, this is a part of the brand. Everyone knows that's listening is that a part of the brand is just us being friends. Um, But, yeah, yeah. so we want to talk about spirituality. And I know Prim has, like, even been posting something about a new little nugget in her life. Light your leadership training. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. I I'm have. sure she'll talk about that. Yeah, Not like I know what that is. I'm not yeah. sure. Of course, she's told me to look into it before, and did she, did I? No, I did not. No. <laughs> so she will be talking about that, I am sure. Um, I was on the uh, your woo woo best friend, and I want to say the woo woo because I have it labeled right here the woo woo BFF, but your woo woo BFF, her best friend podcast with Andy, and she was amazing. That was fun, and we kind of talked about. I talked about spirituality a little bit on there, but if you were watching our Instagram live, we talked, I feel like, a good little bit about that on January 1st, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to hear kind of like you're growing up, because I know you have a little Catholicism up in that little background of yours. Good little nugget. Oh my gosh, yeah. I would love to hear kind of, yeah, kind of your background in that connection, religion, where is it going? Where is it coming from? We want to know. So I was baptized Catholic, raised Catholic. I'm one of four. I'm number three. I have an older brother, older sister, younger sister. And my parents, my dad is like a good old boy, American, Italian, Catholic. My mom converted to Catholicism for him, which is like a very common baby boomer Catholic thing to do. Mm. And we were raised Catholic. I went to CCE on Wednesdays. I went to Mass on Sunday. I did the First Communion. And I was actually, like, up until a certain age, I was very nerdy about church. And I went to... That's already very immersive. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) I I went to a private school um, from nursery school to second grade. And uh, it was my mom's best friend who owned the school, her and her mom. And so it was like a mom-daughter teacher duo. And they were my kindergarten teacher and first and second grade teacher, only them two. They taught me how to read. They taught me how to swim. They were kind of like my my other mom. It was like really cool and intimate and small. I had like seven other kids in my class. Um, but it was also religious-based, and we wore uniforms. It was called like King's Academy. Mm. And um, I learned a lot about um, the New – or the Old Testament specifically, which I found very interesting. Um, anyway, so I was raised Catholic, and that was kind of like my upbringing for a while. Um, and then it kind of just – nothing really happened, but I guess just with having four kids and um, jobs changing, like we stopped going to Mass – and just religion in my family household just kind of like fell to the wayside and as I got older I started questioning my relationship to Catholicism and my relationship to God although I think my personal relationship to God didn't really change 
But this is where it gets kind of weird explaining via a podcast because I still think I have a relationship with God, but not the God that was painted to me as a young Christian or Catholic person. Um, and I think of God as like everything. I don't, I don't know. Just like mm-hmm. the divine spirit. She like, I don't know. Like I, I, I refer to God as a woman a lot. I don't, I God is so much more expansive to me than definitions in the Bible or stories in the Bible or any of that. Um, and so I kind of just, as I got older, made my own, I, I just connected my own dots and found my own way and expression of spirituality um, and out of organized religion. And I actively am not a part of Catholicism anymore and nor do I want my children to be. Um, but it's funny because I've shared this with other Catholics where, like, if I'm driving by, like, a really bad car accident or something, you'll still catch me doing one of these, mm-hmm. you know, like, the the mm-hmm. the sign of the cross. And there's so many other people I know that were raised Catholic that don't practice it anymore or don't relate to it that will, that also do that. So it's interesting, like, how ingrained in us those early formative years of religion can be and to your adult life. Even when you actively, like, no, that's not me anymore. Like, right. there's a lot of it that's very... That was very dogmatic and, like, just stuck with me because I, w- I was at such an impressionable age that, it, like, so much of it just became who I was as, like, you know, mm-hmm. to where this is, like, a knee-jerk reaction. Um. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So as you got older and you pulled away, naturally your family kind of just, like, took on a different role as, like, probably just taking care of the kids and prioritizing mm-hmm. just basically y'all's rhythm rather than like taking going out of their, your way to like go to church or whatever um right so yeah so how did you kind of get into where you are now and kind of what was that like that's really a good question I think in high school is when I first started like like ninth grade I remember going to like non-denominational churches like if you think of like Christian worship bands, like a, a church like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, like, I was the ninth grade girl that was like, no, no, like, like worshiping. Yeah, I totally was. No, it must have been like eighth grade. <laughs> I was like young, and then I I went to high school, and like that was like my cool friend niche. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like church girl. Yeah, but then as I went to high school, that kind of fell apart, shifted away for me. I think actually within that experience, I realized that I could have a relationship to God that had nothing to do with other people. Right. And it didn't have to look any kind of way. And I didn't like that it that it included other people. Like I started <laughs> making that connection that it was weird and that, or I sorry, I don't want to say it's weird, but like I personally got, I personally got more out of having a personal relationship with God than a performative one. Right. And that's what it felt like to me was a performative relationship with God. And I, I, I don't know. I just didn't like that. Um, and actually then I got like really angsty and really into early American lit and, uh, started reading like lots of Thoreau and J.B. Salinger and F. Scott Fitzgerald and all of that, studying literature and writing stuff um, in high school and reading Bukowski and all this, like, edgier, you know, Catcher in the Rye, my favorite book. Um, And that actually made me start looking into Buddhism and Taoism and all these other religions. Um, I also started going through a really dark time, like, my junior year in high school, and I remember I used to carry around the Tao Te Ching, 
and a thesaurus. And like, <laughs> those were my like books. And I think that was when like my weird woo-woo like spiritual relationship really birthed um, slowly without really realizing it. And then from there, it's just, it's just morphed and shifted in so many different ways throughout the years of like, you know, doing yoga for the first time and feeling like that's a spiritual practice for me and a way to feel connected to the universe and um, practicing oracle cards and tarot and learning about astrology. And now human design is a new thing that I'm interested in. And just all of these different ways that I feel like help me feel connected to my highest self and the universe and also anthroposophy and studying that and within Waldorf education that's a huge part of my spiritual life too um so for me it really goes in a lot of different directions and I also I'm thinking about it in the context of parenthood because I realize that as a parent I don't teach my children spirituality I don't teach my children religion and like my mom has taken Zelda to church and Zelda talks about baby Jesus and stuff like that and I don't like shame it but I don't really bring that into like our Christmases or our celebrations. Um, and for the most part, like our family festival life or traditions or holidays are kind of secular. Um, and if anything, I want to, and I want to bring it to her in a way um, that leaves her and or both my children um, in a place of deciding for themselves what feels good to them. And so I kind of, I'll try to say things like, well, some people believe that da 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 and some people believe that this and this and that. And it's really started with Julia. She was getting older because, um, I mean, she goes to a Baptist church with her mom or used to. And so we'd hear things from her and she would tell things to Zelda. And so I was just, I always try to reflect kind of an open understanding, not like, because I was taught this is the way it is and this is what you need to believe in a very dogmatic way. And so I don't want my children to be forced to have to believe anything that I believe in. And I always just like to put anything back on them. Like, well, what do you think? Or what do you believe? Or it's true if you believe in it. And when it comes to like their relationship with spirituality or God or whatever it is, I want it to come from their own authentic place, not from a dogmatic, persuasive teaching of mine. Right. Yeah. I think I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, because it, yeah, it is a little, and I, I mean, in like the most nudge, non, the nudge, non-judgmental way that we can present it. Uh, non-judgy. Uh, I agree with like when it comes to presenting this type of thing to very, very, very little kids, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, I will, don't know if I'll ever really understand it or why people really choose to do it. Um, but I also, you know. I think I probably have my own things that we subconsciously, you know, project and they pick up on different things. Like in our house, we don't eat meat or animals. We don't buy animal products. So obviously that's going to be something that's like a big one for them that they're at least going to know. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've talked about that so much, I feel like, on the podcast that you'll basically probably know kind of where we're at with that. But um that's awesome that's cool what's your favorite like what are your favorite spiritual practices recently like these days um wow uh i do so much like in my daily um i still do tarot a lot Mm -hmm. and i really enjoy that i love reading about astrology and um i feel like 
the and the moon phases right like, me too this last the full moon was such a doozy for me but i also feel like for me that uh you know that that helps me really connect to my my i don't want to say femininity here um it really helped me connect to my cycle <sighs> Don't. Truly. I'm just kidding. No, I'm I, kidding. I won't say. I'm kidding. She knows that I always. Do. I'm just kidding. That was me making fun of myself. <laughs> no. no, but it, I, I honestly like. I've always felt very drawn to the moon cycle. And once I like, I don't. I was like 27 when I learned about you know the moon cycle and uh, menstrual cycles kind of overlapping, and it just made so much it made so much sense to me and I was like how did I how was I literally not taught this at 13 I'm mad yeah I know (laughs) I'm pissed no (laughs) yeah um but for like these days I um I mean honestly I guess the most recent spiritual practice I've picked up is light your leadership which sounds so um commercial (laughs) and uh it's not um it's it's like practical spiritual based leadership um and it was it was created by this woman named suzanne conrad who studied under this woman named um dorothy espio who created a a a body of work who then suzanne studied under dorothy and then she created lightyear and i was introduced to lightyear through my yoga teacher training um a year ago and since then i've done a couple trainings um on lightyear that it's really built around leaving yourself aligned with your highest self and making choices from that place. And it's vision and goals based manifestation, basically. And it recognizes that to be able to create the life that you want and to access these goals and dreams that you have, or it's most functional when we are aligned with who we really are, our truest selves, not making choices from a place, um, that we would call below the line, like a fear-based place or um, out of worry or doubt or judgment. Those decisions lead you to making really unclear choices, really unaligned with who you really are. And so it's there's a lot of like pragmatic and practical terms and practices in it that are very um, user-friendly and easy to like enter into. So that is what appealed to me about it. Um, and I'm starting my coach training um, this month, actually in April, and I'm really doing it just as a way to get more tools for myself, um, to create and run the life that I want to have. And just everything that I've practiced from what I've learned so far has been so instrumental in getting me to have the life that I have now that I just want to keep learning more and being able to not, even if I don't end up coaching anyone, like I'm not really a a life coachy kind of person. Right. Um, I'm just not, I I cannot, I cannot hustle that way. I just, I, I don't know. Um, so for me, it's more about like how to integrate that into my everyday life for myself and for my career Mm -hmm. and, um, all of that. So I think that's like the, the most recent, um, rendition of it, but yeah that's awesome yeah that sounds cool a coaching yeah i don't know i i think coaching is a hard a hard place to get into you know for Mm -hmm. money i think that's like it's not that there's anything wrong with it i think that personally it's just like a hard thing to like feel like 
that's something you should be making money whenever you're helping someone change their life. You're, it's totally worth it. I think it's totally worth paying for, but I think just being a coach is like a hard thing to do. I think it's a, a, a tough yeah. place to be. I think it takes a lot of work. Right. But yeah. yeah, I agree. But that's awesome. That sounds like fun and I'm happy for you exploring all of that. Honestly, like, so <laughs> go ahead. Carson, <laughs> I kind of want to ask you, it's a little bit of a, um, devil's advocate question oh we love those i love those it's a little spicy okay go i'm ready (laughs) okay okay is there something or do you and maybe i'm (laughs) projecting she's like stretching she's like i'm ready okay just kidding am i (laughs) would you say that you're not a very spiritual person is that a true or untrue? Um, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> accurate. You said that recently, and okay. I was like, I don't think that that's accurate. I think that um, I don't have, like, this is what I was thinking about this, because I was thinking about the this podcast episode, and I was like, so for me, mm-hmm. I don't crave, like, any type of answers or, like, any type. I don't, like, seek any answers, if that makes mm, sense. So okay. I've never, like, been in a place where I felt like I needed the answer to the universe. Not that I'm saying you do or anyone that – I think that that is kind of why I am chill and kind of kind of sit back and, like, just kind of, like, wander and wander in the wonder of the world. You know, I can just kind of bask in, like, the coolness and, like, the weirdness that is life. And it might be my only chill, my claim to chill. It could be the only one that exists. It's like, oh, this is all cool and, like, taken care of for me. I truly feel I'm one of those people that, like, and that's another devil's advocate internal thing where it's like, I believe we have free will. And yet I also believe that, like, things, everything works out and everything happens for a reason. And, like, all of those types of things. Um, Do you believe in predetermination? No. I mean, see, that's, like, hard for me to, like, wrap my head around because I don't. Like, I believe in free will. Like, I truly do. But I also believe that, like, what we – I think that things (laughs) work themselves out. And I truly believe that things will work themselves out and there can be goodness in everything. Um, I think that I can get really in my head and like wrapped up in all the things that are unfair that happen in in life and mm. thinking mm-hmm. of because I just said everything happens for a reason and I was like well I don't know if I really like to just blanket term blanket statement that um because it's just that's kind of unrealistic on it quite honestly so maybe I'll take it back but what I was trying to say is I believe everything works out um at least in my own personal life I've been able to like comfort myself with that belief uh i will say i'm a really like uh what's the word superstitious person i actually have to reel that back because i think that that can kind of align itself with some like ocd tendencies and can be a little bit like caught up in your head about things you think you know or things you think are going to happen and like belief systems that are empty that don't like serve you in any Uh way but like I am totally, like, so superstitious about thoughts and, like, thought patterns. And, like, if I think this one way, then maybe it's protecting me from a reality that could potentially happen. So the fact that I thought that maybe I'll get hit by a car means that cancels out the fact that I could get hit by a car. Does that make sense? Like, I thought about it. I prepared myself for it. 
I basically am jinxing it from happening because I've already prepared myself. It's already like I've already thought about it and it's not going to happen because I've already been there in my head. So it's not really going to happen. Like it's like thinking that your crush is not going to call you or is going to call you because you're thinking out loud he's not going to. So you're like he's not going to call. But internally you're like because I said that he will. Like that I'm like very superstitious Mm. in that way. Like in the way that doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm not a spiritual person because I have – I genuinely believe in something, um, but I'm a very skeptical person, like super skeptical mm-hmm. about just anything, honestly. <laughs> it just name something and I'll be skeptical about it. <laughs> like I'm I wouldn't say I'm cynic I wouldn't say I'm cynical though. I would say I'm just skeptical. I'm a very hopeful person and I want things to work out. Or I want things to you know, be real or be meaningful or have an actual answer like I was saying I wouldn't like that but in general I'm not like necessarily betting on it if that makes sense and I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily thinking that everything that I want I can actually manifest I like I want to think that and I try um but I also try to be like a little bit more realistic and a little bit more Mm -hmm. um present uh but yeah I used to be really into like before I met Colin, like, when I was in eating disorder recovery, I was way more into, like, diving into um, manifestation specifically and uh, law of attraction, and that was all. I think, like, looking back on literally everything that I've ever become really intensely preoccupied in, it all comes from, like, this is, like, I swear, this is just wisdom of, like, actually growing up and settling into who I am, and this can totally be, like, part of one of our identity episodes because we mentioned like maybe doing an identity episode (laughs) is the fact that like everything to me has been so new until like a certain point and then things now I feel like I kind of understand the majority of things but like when I first experienced yoga and like really like dove fully in like immersed myself in it I'm just a very intense personality kind of person so so law of attraction just dove straight on in I was like this is crazy um so I got really wrapped up in that and like I also like love the spooky like I love spooky stuff like I I don't love horror movies or scary movies or anything like that but I like to like think that like dead uh spirits or people that were once alive somehow we can still connect with them and I will also just like blanket statement like I don't actually believe in like like true evil like good versus evil like I don't necessarily believe that those are existing ruling entities in the world I think that that's just for me personally I just I have never really that just doesn't make any sense to me or hell like I don't believe in hell I'm just like I'm I afterlife Hmm. gets me stumped I will say afterlife gets me nice and stumped again I don't need answers and I don't (laughs) like to think about it too damn much because then I start panicking a little bit and I'm like not because I again, like truly don't believe in hell, but like thinking about like what will happen to me when I die, and I will truly will I just poof and like genuinely never see my kids again. Like I think stuff like that. Like and having kids mm. really like changed the game on a lot of th- things. And birth, like unmedicated birth, I will. I've never had. I haven't had a medicated birth, but I'm. I'm. I'm sure. Ex- like same spiritual experience, but like that was a spiritual experience. In which it was just like there was no way I could actually do that and then I did it and I did it twice and like I really enjoyed it in a lot of ways and like my brain and my body and 
everything about me was just like so in sync and it was just there were some moments where of course I was like swearing and like freaking out and panicking like of course but like meeting your children and knowing them and yeah just all of that even adopt adoption or connection in general I think connection is the root of like where I see spirituality um Mm -hmm. or where I feel it but I just I think like the terms I get a little like side eye about like the term spirituality and um yeah there's a lot of commercialism in the whole world of spirituality Mm -hmm. and I think like I don't think it's like that's that's a peeve right and I don't think that it's that it doesn't really have to look like anything I think but anyway that's kind of like where I'm at I like definitely have a lot going on and I find purpose and meaning in things I think for me where I stand is like I have to find purpose and meaning in things regardless of if there is a big you know yeah if there is a big supernatural force compelling us to do x y and z or looking at us and smiling or shaking their head or shaking their fists or whatever like I think I have to like Mm -hmm. find meaning and find purpose and find stillness and uh connection in this life regardless so if it's more fun to think that or to believe that there is something bigger why wouldn't I like I think that's kind of Uh cool but I also like can see where people just like flat out don't yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's really interesting that you, when you said at the beginning that you don't feel the need to have answers, because I was like, huh, I never really thought of it that way. Like, I I don't care about, and not that I don't care about, but like, I, that's not why I'm, I'm not seeking this like greater under, like I need to figure out why humans are here and what we're really doing or what I'm doing or, it's not so much that as it is like, just my whole entire life like genuine interest in like connection to otherness like maybe it is like my purpose in the world and not so much like where did humans come from where do we go when we die right and I do I do have theories that I believe in from being like from what I've studied based on like how we come to be on this planet like as individuals and where we go after which is like a whole conversation like when you talked about hell I was like or like what happens after death I was like well I have what I think (laughs) um and I I actually have like a like an experience that I like tied like I had a near-death experience so I feel like I kind of like feel like I have like proof quote-unquote but I don't know it's very it's so weird and like it is all very charged and I feel impossibly polarizing um (laughs) And I think maybe the reason why I thought that you like were quote unquote not spiritual is the is the skepticism. Mm-hmm. Like when you said you were skeptical, I don't. I honestly can't help that. That is literally just a part of my nature. Like, yeah. I I wish I could. I I truly wish I could. I think it's good to have a healthy dose of skepticism. I wish I could just throw it all out and just like be a yes man to like or yes woman to all the things like I think about that all the time like god if you could just be less skeptical and more open that'd be great but like I am open you guys know I'm freaking super I am very open to experiences and if somebody wanted to like take me to a psychic I'd be like all up in that like take my money I love that like Uh I but like then people and this is like 
I'm going to get a lot of sadness, I'm sure, from our listeners and you maybe. But like when I see things about like Reiki and like crystals and stuff like that, I I honestly am just like, I'll believe it when I experience it. That's her being a skeptic. That's just me being like, what? Like, what? I think that if you experience something, you don't have to have, you don't have to like have words for it. You don't have to have like a name Mm -hmm. for it. You don't, that like the magic can exist. I true, I believe that. And the uncertainty and the unknown and the uniqueness of our lives is like, that's a spiritual thing. Like that's spirit. It's all happening. Things are happening Mm -hmm. that we don't understand. And like the fact that time exists and lineages and, ancestry and all of that that's all I think that's all real and it's all in us you know but I don't know I don't have a a, well for the record because we're kind of out of time for the record I don't have a history with religion um I grew up Mm -hmm. with like a very I think we've we've talked about that kind of I think we've talked I grew up with like a thick like uh culture of like purity purity culture was huge of course and like learning like you said like learning learning about our bodies and stuff like just wasn't god I can't even my boys are going to know about ovulation. They're going to know about, like, uh-huh. sexual health. And just, come on. Come on. That's exhausting. But that's, like, a cultural problem. I... I, I that's... A, what? That's also another podcast episode. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> like, sex-positive parenting. I mean, like, being more inclusive in, like, the education that we give our children. Yeah, it's not even radical. It's, like, they're... Hu- it's a yeah, right it's that they should have. It's, like, education about their bodies. Um... I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I know. And I know so much now. And it's just like, yeah, it's sad. But yeah, I don't have like a, a religious background. I've been to a bunch of churches and church camps and all that stuff. But I never really believed in any of that. So I think that like once I heard that you have to tithe 10% of your, you have to pay the church money to go to heaven. I was like, mm. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I have to pray do all these things and then maybe I'll go to heaven maybe and also oh uh, your thoughts are just as bad as doing the thing I was like oh that's 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 a lot you were also around a very specific um breed of Christianity I will say in the middle of Texas oh yeah you <laughs> grew up but in in Catholicism basically like there's men acting as god right and i've all like have always had a problem with that as like they're this like in between place which is like really weird and doesn't make sense i'm an in between place um (laughs) and there's like yeah like what separates me from them like are we all not in between don't you get to like why do you get to speak for god and i don't like i don't know um and also the catholic church is so harmful in so many other ways but that is a whole other thing that i'm probably gonna get ostracized for but whatever come at me with it i don't even care hey there's a lot of spiritual abuse up in there up in a lot of religion okay y'all it's not physical <laughs> abuse yeah. hello yeah. Ugh, gross yeah gross we are definitely folks. like i um, want to say we're coming to all of this from a place of love we didn't do a disclaimy we probably should <laughs> because a lot of this is like honestly a spiritual spirituality is like a very um personal thing and i don't think that I don't think that it's anyone's place to necessarily judge other people. I have, no, I, I'm passing judgment on the system um, institution right. of the Catholic Church. That is what I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with individual Catholics unless you're making individual harmful choices to other individual harmful or harming people. 
you know right so do what you want to do do what you want to do y'all connect with the universe how you want to connect i thought that this would be a fun episode for us because i thought people might want to know our own personal practices and beliefs and we're different for once we have different beliefs and we're so yeah (laughs) and we're like more different in this way so that's what i thought it would be fun to talk about it's fun it's fun but I definitely don't – I don't have judgment on anyone. Like, I, I, for me, it's not – that's also been, like, a huge part of my own spiritual journey is, like, when others – when things about other people start to ruffle my feathers, it's an opportunity for me to look at myself and be like, oh, why does it bother me that – that about that person? Like, what is it here that it, that is triggering? And it's – it can just be a self-growth journey. That's also spirituality. Like, it can just be anything for anyone. Right. And I, I just feel like, you know, like Kirsten said, it's – a personal I think it's a personal thing and I will say like I don't want to be like last word but we're about to go into the recommendations of the week but I do want to say like it would seem wrong to not mention that like throughout the history of time there have been good things that have been done in the name of XYZ name your pick your poison whoever whomever messenger of God Jesus whomever whatever there have been a lot of great things that have been done but there have been a lot of awful things and a lot of terrible I mean we Mm -hmm. have had it would just be like ridiculous to talk about all of this and like be like oh yeah we don't really anyone is fine whatever you said with whoever's not causing harm but like in general I think that if you do have a Christian faith or any other faith that like has a book that mentions that um certain people should not have rights or don't basically deserve to live <laughs> or deserve to live a happy life uh-huh. or would go to heaven or xyz then that deserves a really big look at from you yeah and i think that deconstructing yeah. all of that just just all of it for maybe even for like a month just to like get down to why you need this blanket term if you disagree with all of these different things but you agree with like two things mm-hmm. i think that people think you can't pick and choose your beliefs but you definitely can you totally can and uh totally yeah i'm talking about like obviously like lgbtqia plus community historically that has set the country the world off the books like the bible and everything has set the country and the world in general off on like a violent and homophobic and just very ex- and white supremacist yes white <laughs> exclusive space and um that's mm-hmm. a huge reason why i am very pulled back super pulled back yeah well i also feel like organized religion is separate than individual spirituality i agree but i think we were gonna kind of talk about both so that's why just kind of yeah that no up. i think so i think i think it's i think it's good that you mentioned it i'm just saying that I, I don't think anyone with an individual spiritual practice will feel attacked by our judgments on organized institutions and historically harmful belief systems. Practicing yeah. Places. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think I just like want it to be known that you can't, you don't have to have both. Like, you, I mean, you don't have to, like, right. you don't have to have a religion or a church to be like a spiritual person or to. Yep. Find meaning or purpose in your community and in your life. And I think that's like to think that you have to have that to be happy is like interesting to me. I'm like it's it's a piece to a puzzle that is your existence. Right. <laughs> okay. I would love to hear your recommendation of the week. Recommendation of the week. 
like doing that <laughs> in my head. Me too. Every um, time. I don't. Man, I do not have one right now. Y'all don't even know. It's actually hard to like pick a wreck of the week. It is hard. Um, oh, I'll do a frenzy. I'll do a frenzy spiritual one. Yay! Because I just looked. I just looked at it. So, if anyone wants to get into tarot, I recommend the Spacious Tarot deck. Um, it is gender-free, and it uses animals, not humans, um, which if you look at the OG, like, Rider weight deck that a lot of people use and inspires other decks, um, it's very uh, male-female. It's mm. very uh, archetypal and hierarchical. That you got it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so this one's a little bit different, and it's beautifully illustrated, and there's a guidebook in it, so it tells you, like, all, you know, you don't need to know anything about the tarot to, to use these cards, and um, if you're just, like, even slightly interested, I think it's totally worth getting um, and just playing around with, and tarot is really meant to just be, like, a fun and, like, intuitive practice, yeah, um, yeah and I just really recommend that deck. So that's my rep. Yeah, I will say, like, I didn't even mention this, but I'm, I, we've mentioned it before, but I'm, like, super into tarot cards, and uh, I'm really just, that's just one of those things I can just start doing and, like, really just feel, feel it all, feel all the possibilities at play in my mm-hmm. life and, like, just feel really connected. I am a big believer in signs, though. Again, I'm super superstitious, but I'm a big believer in signs in, like, a non-OCD way, like, in a way that, like... They can feel really real to me. And I think it is just what you make of it sometimes. Like, it can be if, you, if you're if you skeptical and you don't believe, like, the cards can give you answers. If you feel like it's still a great tool for self-reflection. Like, you can get a card and, mm-hmm. like, read into it however you want. It doesn't, like, mean that's not real. It means that, like, you're just finding a meaning in it and that's okay. Like, that's still a tool and that's still, mm-hmm. like a good practice I think like that's a good like mental health practice is to just like have a space for reflection you know totally Uh. yeah it helps me whenever I'm feeling a little bit jumbled to just pull a couple cards read them see what I think of like what situation I think of when I read that card and like does it feel true to my experience and like if it's saying that I'm apathetic or I'm withdrawing from the flow of like my life or something, I'm like, hmm, am I doing that? Like, like you said, it's a really good tool for self-reflection and it, it really helps me get grounded and kind of as a person that can get kind of dissociative and a little bit dysphoric with my own identity, like not being like, who am I? What do I look like? What am I doing in my mm-hmm. life? It helps me orient myself sometimes in small moments. Like, um, yeah, it's been a helpful tool. Yeah. So I, I think everyone should try it at least once. I do too. I have I have the um, the Wild Unknown deck, and mine's like six years old, five years old. Um, but it is pretty gendered, but it's still beautiful, and they do like the Spirit Animal deck or whatever. Um, yeah, I like that one too. Which I know Spirit Animal is like definitely a cultural appropriation. So, again, uh-huh. she, I believe, is a white woman, but I'm not 100% sure on her, I don't know, Native American background or indigenous background. Um, so just, yeah, I'm just going to say that because I'm not sure. But um, I know that that deck is really popular and uh beautiful and i know a lot of people love it but i also want a small spells deck i love um her art and that one is beautiful but um have you ever been to a psychic i have gone gotten my cards read 
twice. How'd you feel about the experience? I have never done that. Um, the first one I felt was super on point and crazy and uh, totally true. And then the second time I went to a different lady, um, I felt like it was the classic um, trope of like, she basically ripped me off and it was like a total like, oh, no. the stereotypical like, I don't want to say stereotypical, but there there is like a stereotype that right. card readers are just a bunch of hokey pokey nonsense and they just want to take think, your money kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. And that was my experience one time. And then the first it's experience was not unwarranted because like, this has happened to print. <laughs> right. And the first experience was like, this is spooky how true and accurate this is. And this woman doesn't know me at all. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So my recommendation of the week, um, Prim and I off air were just uh, chatting a lot and I am not coming up with a great one. But then I thought of one that like, what I was thinking like, what day to day can I recommend that's like a big part of my life? And I will say I am living the bar life lately because of the road trip and the busy, oh, she's got one too. And the busy mom life. Oh, can I say mine? No, no. I want to say that I have been meaning to ask you ever since we talked about breakfast like two weeks ago that like I literally was at the grocery store and I was like, I need some bars in my life because I suck at eating breakfast. I need to ask Carson. And then I was like, that's so annoying. I don't want to text her and ask her what bars she buys. She's going to be like, you're crazy. No. Okay. Well, it's a wreck of the week. So here we go. This is perfect. Um. So yeah, we're going to just discuss the bar life real quick and I'll just spell it out for you. So busy mom of two who loves to drink coffee on an empty stomach and she has changed her ways. She has since changed her ways because of enter the bar life, which is just like honestly a very expensive lifestyle. I should probably stop because bars are just expensive, but um, I love, so I love Go Macro Bars, and they were, like, it's super cute because they were founded by a, a mother and daughter duo, which is super uh. sweet, and um, they're, like, considered, I think they're considered certified raw, but, like, there's, like, rice, protein, and stuff in them. I don't know. They're delicious. They are, um, they're not, like, affiliated with, like, keto or paleo or anything like that, but they are vegan. Um, they have, like, healthy mm. fats, healthy protein. They've got carbs in them. You know, we all we need all three of those to function optimally, especially for our hormones, our hypothalamus, all everything we need to just. So my favorite one is I love the chocolate peanut butter one and I love the double chocolate one and it has peanut butter chips in it. I honestly forget the name of it, but go macro bars. They're kind of expensive, but at Kroger right now they're on sale for $150 a, a bar, which is like mm. really good. And I like to buy them in bulk. Like I literally just bought like 25 um, which again, yes, that's like $30 for bars, but I eat them for breakfast for, that's like 25 days of breakfast. And then usually I'll eat a snack. Like, I don't know, once I'm kind of awake, I'll make like an apple and peanut butter, you know, like kind of do a little something more. Mm-hmm. But I honestly am very proud of myself for even getting in a habit of eating anything in the morning because growing up, like my mom never ate breakfast ever. Like women in my family just don't Mine eat breakfast. Either. Yeah. So for me, that was like, a, that was such a big thing that I noticed like my whole life is like no women in my family eat breakfast why <laughs> like what it, mm. what's that what does that tell me so yeah I eat mm-hmm. breakfast every day it's mainly bars and I also snack on bars if I decide to eat something more I don't know that pre- pre- like that uh sorry I'm trying to think of a word <laughs> oh uh th- if I make a meal that uh need whatever that needs more preparation that's what I was gonna say that takes more preparation to make mm. 
Uh, then maybe I'll eat a bar later in the day. Um, they are kind of like delicacies, so I don't always eat more than one in a day because then I feel like I'm just eating money. But um, <laughs> but Colin loves so that that's one bar that we love is Go Macro Bar peanut butter chocolate chip. Um, it, there's no better combination in the world than peanut butter chocolate chip. Fight me. Maybe coffee and cream. Coffee and cream, peanut butter chocolate chip. They're tied to being like the best two ingredient combinations that exist. Uh, there's so many good flavors on there. Here. Also, like I like sea salt and maple. Yeah, I've never had that one. Um, I'm very much very stick to like a chocolate. I like stick to like a chocolate or a peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. One day maybe I'll pull away. But like, I love the sun. There's a sun butter one, and I I do love like there's like an almond sea salt one that's good too. But um, super delicious. Cashew caramel. Yeah, that one's good. I just like the high protein ones. Like that's those 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 are the ones I buy. Yum. Okay, and then other bars that are good Sorry. are Colin loves the Cliff Builder bars. He loves they're like covered in chocolate. Mm. He doesn't like original Cliff bars. He just thinks they're too sweet and like not very filling. Which is like I would argue Cliff bars are very filling. That's like their whole shtick. It's like we're super filling. You could climb a mountain, but everyone's different. So uh <laughs> So those and then the kids Z bars, the Cliff bars for kids. And you can also make your oh, own yeah, bars. I, like I love to make my own date balls and stuff, but like I think I'm on the struggle bus with like feeling unmotivated to like cook and like I started just telling Colin it's like I have never been we need we just talked about self-care but like I've never actually felt like I was depressed in my life until maybe the past few months it's like hard to explain but it's Mm -hmm. like things like that I love I don't want to do like I'm not even interested in and I'm exhausted I know that that's like probably trigger warning for depression but like how crazy I never knew it just snuck up on me and then I was like I don't want to cook and I don't want to I don't want to do anything and I I never I don't know I'm not going to say that I'm depressed I'm not going to self-diagnose but like I'm in therapy now so I'm pretty sure I can say that I think maybe I am a little bit which is kind of freaky but it goes hand in hand with anxiety and was soon i mean Uh if it's not gonna happen in 2020 when's it gonna happen you know like i know we're living in a pandemic like it's actually like makes perfect sense i'm vaccinated now oh i already said that but i feel like for the listeners this is a very like very casual episode where prim and i are basically just chilling and chatting so i hope that's okay but the bar life Uh yeah so i wanted to say go macro bars change your life and make you full which is good even though you know you don't have to eat a bar to replace a whole dang meal i'm not like really on that whole train but they are filling and delicious and they're pretty healthy like they're pretty balanced and give you a lot of nutrients but uh what else cliff bar i'll put the all of these in the show notes i'm just saying them back out loud and then the kids bars we love the cliff z bars and i also love those bow protein bars or buy i'm not sure what it's called but they're keto which is also kind of bleh to me but they're delicious so i love those um and prim is wearing an anti-diet culture club shirt (laughs) As I list off I all of these things, like. <laughs> no, I want to, I just, I'm down with eating bars for, like, for me, I'm bad at eating breakfast right. because it's like, like Kirsten said, my whole life, like, my mom didn't eat breakfast, so she didn't make me eat breakfast, mm-hmm. and I'm really bad about wanting to cook in the morning, and I work with young Ew, children, yeah. so, like, I have to eat breakfast, otherwise I feel like garbage, <laughs> and so, like, at least eating something before drinking coffee and then eating, like, I just don't have an appetite first thing in the morning, oh, yeah. so. If I do, like, eat, like, a if I am eating a bar or something like that in the morning to drink with, to eat, like, when I'm drinking coffee, I want it to be something that has, what's going to make me feel, feel full, like I ate something. Right. Not, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, it wouldn't, 
I'm not endorsing that you do that instead of eating lunch or dinner <laughs> or anything like that. We're saying for the sake but of I convenience. Think that, <laughs> right. For sake of – and I think that food, it's, you know, it aligns with my values to make food choices based on ease, proximity, cravings, like all of those yeah. things depending on the context of the moment of what you're dealing with. And so if it means I'm eating a bar or I'm eating nothing, then, yeah, I'm eating a bar, you know? The bar life, y'all, it's good life. Um, But, yeah, I totally recommend Go Macro and bars and what you said is so true. And I'm honestly home and I just, like, can't bring myself to figure out a breakfast situation. I made, like, oatmeal recently and I was just like, bleh, I don't like this. I used to love yeah. – I literally would eat oatmeal – just all the time I loved oatmeal it was like what I ate every single morning but usually after coffee so it's just like right I can't can't. if I eat breakfast it's gonna be brunch yeah me actually that's like that's how like it's gonna be like that way for me if I don't have a bar in my life like there's so many podcast episodes I've recorded on an empty stomach with just coffee and like I just (laughs) we know how that goes and then I'm like literally like (laughs) trying to like get off the phone with Prim because I have to run to the bathroom Prim I gotta go to the bathroom (laughs) I gotta go I'm fine right now it's midday but oh it's like again it happens (laughs) now it happens but um I love the uh I love the cliff the z bars for kids the iced oatmeal bars I'll eat I'll eat those sometimes like if I have those in my bag for the kids I'll eat them me too that was one of my pregnancy that was one of my pregnancy things like with sage i was like i discovered those when i was pregnant with sage and i like i remember i posted about them and everyone in my dms was like ew they're so sweet i hate them i can barely let my kids eat them and i'm like how dare you i say i love something and you come and tell me that you hate it just go away just get out i didn't come to your house get out of my internet bubble i get so like when i'm pregnant don't mess with me like (laughs) i'm so sensitive i should just disappear but uh, I should just, like, totally go off social media when I'm pregnant. But I don't. Okay, well, I don't really think we have much else to tell you guys. We're getting close to the end of the season. Yeah. What is this? Seven. Mm. Episode seven. Yeah. We're halfway. We're past the halfway point. We're past point. the halfway point. Let's see what all we have left in us. <laughs> what all topics no. we have left. <laughs> I literally like once a week I have this conversation in my head where it's like one day we'll run out what are we gonna do when we run out of things to talk about it is like a real fear for me I like think about texting you all the time like Carson what are we gonna do we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna have anything else to say that's when we become a Q&A podcast y'all better freaking ask us questions (laughs) because otherwise we're going under quick yeah, we're we're doing a Q and A episode soon, actually. So if you have, yeah, we need to be posting that box. We do. Yeah, I want to find a way to get like a non questions because I feel like people will be more ballsy. And I'm down for the ballsy questions. Prim, the bold. She questions. wants those devil's the advocate questions. questions. Tell us. You say this one yeah. thing, but what about this? Okay. Well, yeah. we're t- we're at one fifteen, so let's just wrap it. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Conscious as a Mother. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review or share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe because we release new episodes every week. See you next week.